So recently there's been this phenomenon where it's like women are doing the pursuing and men are kind of just like sitting back, letting women pursue them. And so I had this thought in my head, like, how do men really feel about being pursued? And how do women feel when they are being the pursuer? So, you know, I reached out to a couple people and just kind of formulated this question. And here's what they thought. How do men feel about women being the pursuer? Mm-hmm. Okay. In um, my, I can talk about my own dating experience, and, and I'm gonna talk about clients that I've worked with as a marriage or family therapist. Okay. 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 First of all, opposites don't attract. Mm-hmm. No, your energy, your energy is the same; it attracts. Now, if you are a people pleaser and there is a narcissist, you guys are going to be drawn to each other because both of you guys got self-esteem issues. <laughs> okay? And yes. that's the energy of that shit. So that's not opposite attractors, honey. That's y'all got the same damn energy. Okay? Uh-huh. Now, if your energy is high and you're in a high vibratory state, then you're going to attract another person in that same vibratory state you're in. So if you complaining all the time, always judgmental of yourself, always picking yourself apart, you're going to attract that same person to you who's going to project his stuff onto you or her stuff onto you and vice versa, okay? Because we only draw what we are. We can't, we don't draw nothing else. This is a universal law, ain't no exception to it, okay? We're Wait, making but that question. Uh-huh. Okay, you said an empath draws a narcissist in, which makes total sense. I get that. No, no, no. I didn't say an empath draws a narcissist. I okay. said people pleaser. Oh. Okay. All empaths, some empaths like myself, I work through my shit, okay? Uh-huh. So I don't draw those assholes no more because I know what my esteem is. I don't have we esteem that I get from my family. I don't got they esteem that I get from them. I got Lois esteem that I get from my inner man, and I vibe high. So anybody that is coming toward me, male or female, doesn't matter. They're in the same vibratory field because I can't draw anything from the bottom of the pool or, or higher than me because my magnet will repel them. It will. You can't push those two fucking magnets together. Have you ever tried to push two magnets together from the reverse side? <laughs> you can try all you want they won't stick but if you turn them around to, to that part that they're magnetized to they cling together so a person who is a narcissistic type or abusing type of person generally is drawn to a person that they can abuse and a person who's looking for love and, and, and has been abused is looking for somebody to protect her she's also looking for that person who she can think can protect her okay and it's that kind of bullshit Okay, and the energy on that low self-esteem level is also on a level with hate and, and, and poverty and lack and pain and all that shit. That's a low vibratory field. So they're going to be drawn to each other until he either comes out of that state of me, 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 my, my, mine. It's all about me. And she gets out of that state. It's all about them. 
because that means he's in that full that that full masculine energy. She's in a pure pure feminine energy. And the thing is, is that we can't function in if you stay in the masculine energy, you're going to be sucked out into dark space. That's like the black hole. If mm. you stay in the pure feminine energy, you're going to implode upon yourself because you don't have what it takes to stand. So it's only when you marry your masculine and part of your feminine part that you get balanced and your vibration gets to get raised. But when that's so those that's not opposite attraction. I just wanted to make sure that was clear. So Wait, so, so I say that a woman should they should embody both parts, their masculine and their feminine energy. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah. And I'm gonna say this culturally, we as black women we have been raised in an environment, not just in our homes, but in the community at large, like the black woman got to take care of everything and every fucking body. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what we were employed with. And we got to do it twice as good and twice as much to get half noticed. Okay. That has been ingrained in our psyche, but we get to change any fucking thing in our psyche. Once we recognize that it's there. Okay. okay? Now, and about, women pursuing men i don't feel you have to pursue anything at all whatsoever. Mm-hmm. not a job not a piece of mm-hmm. money it's all energy that mm-hmm. energy life energy will be drawn to you so in an energy of joy and peace and, and and compassion all those good things prosperity and, and sunshine and all that shit, all, all that good stuff is drawn to you so my thing is if you want to pursue a man, pursue you. <laughs> How about pursue you? That's pursuing a man. Because once you become the wholeness of who you are, you're going to draw a whole person to you. You won't have a half ass because your ass ain't half ass. And imagine this, walking down the street with a half a ass. And I know my buddy, because <laughs> I never had a big booty like most black girls. But I would look fucking funny with a half a ass. <laughs> So my thing is, it oh, that's my other half, my better half, my better part. You know what? My thing is, two halves may make a whole, but if it's two halves of two different people, that's bullshit. Oh. Okay? So I don't believe in um, pursuing anything <laughs> as a woman. Okay? At all, as a human being, I don't pursue anything anymore. Well, what about when they say, okay, just play devil's advocate over there. What if they oh. say, like, um, when you have a certain light, people are drawn to that. I know what you're saying, like, as far as, like, don't pursue anything, just, like, be in your joyous energy stuff. But what about sometimes when that darkness is attracted to your light? Okay, is the darkness not attracted to my light? If darkness presents itself in front of me, that shit is in me. That I have not... Because I am pure love light energy. I We all, everybody on this app, everybody in this world, everybody that's been dead or alive, has a spiritual body, a physical body, a aura, and a Merkaba. Okay? okay? And you're in this Merkaba. The Merkaba stands eight feet around you. Okay? Your aura is only three, twelve, however many. I forgot how many. It's not that far. Okay? Around. It's pretty close. Okay? And then you know your body, but that spiritual part of you, that encompasses all that energy that makes up every fucking thing on this earth. Okay? And when you get to the part where you are conscious of what's going on, you can say, like, for instance, anytime anybody presents themselves to me with a, and I feel some type of way, 
and I say some type of way, it could be extra joyous, attractive, or whatever. It's like, okay, well, uh, uh, I hold pana pana that. I mean, that's a, that's a Hawaiian prayer, which is if they, regardless of how they present it, I'm feeling, some, feeling moved emotionally. That's that's the better way. I just like to say some type of way, but um, moved emotionally by the person. You know, mm-hmm. really strongly negative or strongly positive. I have to ask myself, why do I feel like that? I don't care how they present. Why do I feel like that? Because they can't make me feel that. Why am I feeling that? Okay. So that's why I pray. And I, I, I pray that forgiveness prayer. And I'm able to see God reveals to me. That, oh, they're in front of me judging me because I was just judging me because I did something that I didn't like I did, and I started judging me. So now here, I didn't project this judgment of me on myself, and this person is coming to me judging me. Because light, darkness cannot enter into light. Your Merkaba is a big ball of light. It's yours. It's your protection. It's your life vehicle that takes you through this journey. Every time we come through this journey, that's what we're in. And every one we've ever been, every everything we've ever been, all our ancestors, all our all everybody that we've ever loved and and our, we've been joined to spirit is in our Merkaba, okay? And they stay there if they pass away. Like when you, when, well, I had say when you die, you 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 go back into your Merkaba. But the people who are left behind that were that joined Merkabas with you that did this attraction that these balls attracted each other and start bumping. My my sister calls it bumping bubbles (laughs) when we start bumping bubbles with people sometimes we bump and we clash and that's that oh those magnets don't come together other times we bump and we join and so we join in with that other soul and they're in our Merkaba now and they stay there if they die their energy is still there because they became a part of our energy okay Explain what? Okay, I know you're about to drop off, but I don't know what a Merkaba is. Okay, okay, I'll be drop off. Come right back. Okay. So you've heard of an aura, right? Yeah. Okay, that's the that's the energy field that's. Uh, and look, look, look at, think about a, a bullseye target uh, uh, for archery or throwing axes or whatever you want to call it. And the center of that, uh, that is that that's that God part of you. That's the bullseye. That's the beautiful bullseye. As you go outside the bullseye, you deal with family, friends, and relationships, and all that other kind of stuff. And then you get to the outer edges. Outside of you, there's a energy field called an aura. The aura. It's, I think it's so many inches away from you. You know, it's, I don't think it's that far. But your Merkaba is your energy field that spans eight feet in a ball all around you. Okay? Right. Everyone is in this energy field. That's why when you go into a room and you're very empathetic, you can feel the energy of the place because you're this big ball of light and you know this darkness. Oh. Okay, but whenever you notice that day of darkness, it's a part of you because you couldn't see it if it wasn't part of you. Really? No. Okay, say for this. Okay, 
Say for instance, you buy a car and you knew you ain't never seen this car before and it was a brand new car. You thought, I love my car. Yeah, I got this car. And then all of a sudden, it's like everybody got the damn car. And But the thing is, the car was on the road all the time. It was all over just like you're now seeing it because you got this car. But you didn't see it because it was not on your radar. So is there no such thing as darkness unless you're seeing it? The, the darkness, okay, the darkness is that those parts of us that we do not like, okay? That's the darkness. The stuff that we don't like, the stuff that we're ashamed of, the stuff we that our ego came up to defend, that our, and it's our ego defenses could be, uh, uh, could be deemed as the darkness. You know, ego defenses, blame other people, uh, they don't accept responsibility, blah, blah, blah. All that is considered darkness. And that's the part that we have to embrace. And then also in every, in every dark spot, there is some light. And in every light, there is some darkness. So even though we're light beings, you know, our light can shine dim <laughs> or it can shine bright as hell. But that's up to us in our thinking and how we're thinking about different things and how we see different things. And the more the more we deal with ourselves and we begin to see the other as ourselves and love the other as ourselves, we begin to see more. And the more we see, the more we grow and the brighter this light becomes. And when you get to a place where you don't judge anybody, you don't think you know better or no worse. You stop labeling stuff. You realize things just are. You don't ascribe a adjectives to something or I hate this or I don't like that or Ugh, look at her. I don't like all that judgment shit. When you get to that place of clarity, hmm? uh, your Merkaba is bright as hell. Uh. And when you're in that state of consciousness, your energy and your vibration is high as hell. And in that state, Anything in your Merkaba is available to you. That's why when people, oh, I can hear uh, a dead people, <laughs> you know, the mediums and stuff. But see, some people only, they get one, they, they, they come to one gift at some point in their life, and they only focus on that one gift to the exclusion of all others. So their life can be bullshit, yet they got this gift that they pimping out thinking that this is the thing to do. But when they actually get to that flow state, <laughs> then there's so many more gifts than just the one. I mean, I'm being real. There is so freaking many more than just the one, and you're able to flow in it. But the bottom line is we attract that which we are, not which we want, okay, what we are. And if we want a certain class and type and all this kind of shit, we must become the embodiment of embodiment of that. We must not just feel that we have it already, so we have it. We uh, must embody those traits. Otherwise, there is a dichotomy. There is a incongruence, per se. There is a double-mindedness, as the Bible says, and you shall not get nothing if you double-minded, because that's like standing on the fence, spread uh -huh. one way or the other. Uh -huh. oh. Does it I, make sense? It makes sense. <laughs> okay. So back to your question. <laughs> you don't have to pursue. You, the, whoever you are like is we attracted to you. And if you're attracting bullshit, that means you got to look at the darkness. Sometimes, I, sometimes I entertain the bullshit so that I can get my darkness out. Okay, I'll oh, be real. Okay. We can't. We can avoid dealing with people outside of us with attitudes and stuff. We cannot. 
Okay. That's why I'll let, you know, and then I'm mean, at the store and the checker's just rude and mean. And I'm thinking, uh, what is her problem? And then I say, then I say my little prayer. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I love you. Thank you. You know, because at any point in my, any one of my incarnations, because in order for me to be here, I had to come through over a hundred thousand, some, so many hundred thousands of soul, souls to get here for me to be here living in 2022. So at some point in time, I did some shit. So whatever presents itself to us is our shit. Yeah, we can blame them. We can blame them. Is that what you're saying? Huh? Everybody is a is a version of you. Is that what you're saying? That's right. Every because because we learn we we learn how we feel about ourselves in relationship to others. We learn how uh of what our state of being on the inside of ourselves in relationship to others because. If you're judging yourself, people will come up and judge you. If you're putting yourself down, people are going to come and put you down. If you're feeling guilty about something, people are going to accuse you of stuff. You know, because a lot of people have feel like they have the imposter syndrome where I'm painting on this smile on the outside, but on the inside, I'm dying. So you're going to get accused of stealing. You're going to get accused of cheating. You're going to get accused. <laughs> I'm so serious. I, this, and I've lived this, too. It's not just talk. I've lived this, too. And I've been fortunate enough for God to show me me and all that I'm learning, you know, so that I can relate it. And, and I'm like, oh shit. And then I know how to get out of it. That's, that's why I'm a life coach. I know how to get out. I'm a therapist, life coach, whatever, a uh, lot of stuff. But, um, but thing is, is that when it comes down to attracting, pursuing all that kind of stuff, because men will only be drawn to that, which is like them because it's magnetic. So become with that, which you want to have. And then let things be because I've met some the, some of the most coolest people online. I've met some of the most coolest people in person. I've met people at, in the store, walking down the street, you know, riding on my motorcycle, waving at a car, you know, because they waved at me. And I'm like, thumbs up. Next thing you know, I'm, we should have a conversation. <laughs> so yeah. you, don't, you don't know when you're in the flow state. All the goodness is attracted to you, and you don't attract the ugliness. And like I said, unless it's in you. Mm. So the more you do this, what they call shadow work, or mm -hmm. and I call this cognitive clearing, okay, our consciousness clearing, then you're able to see clearly because most people are seeing life through the lenses of trauma. Okay, consciously clearing. Uh, because when everybody's when when say for instance you got a relationship that you have a problem with right now, everybody usually has one. I'm I'm pretty cool. I thanks God I have no more of those, but because I've worked them out. You do your work and you clear it by when somebody comes to you with an attitude and, and you want to fire back from your ego. Take that moment of reflection and ask yourself, what is this all about? Does this belong to me? And if, and if you ask yourself, if, does this belong to me, something may trigger something in you. And you and then then I, I used to say, if I can't figure it out, and I'm thinking, why are they going off? Why they are going off, I'll let them. i let them go the fuck off. Because they need to clear that shit. And that way, I get to see all of what they're saying because they may have a whole bunch of words and they can't get to the point until the end. So no matter, I don't let my ego rise up. I just listen because I don't know whether it's mine or if it's theirs. If it's mine, I need to hear them out. If it's theirs, I need to hear them out. Because if it's mine, I need to clean it up in my consciousness. And if it's theirs, I need to be able to be compassionate for them. Mm. I listen. 
And that's what I mean by subjecting myself to the bullshit. Because sometimes I want to, look, that ain't mine. You better step off. Okay? <laughs> that, that was my old attitude. Now it's like, ooh, ooh. And then after I do that, leave that space because God says you can bring every thought into captivity. And we have over 6,000 thoughts a day. And if we can bring every thought to captivity, oh, my Jesus, we can stop for a moment and let that person talk because we can be clear and just listen. Their words ain't going to hurt us. Those words can't cut us down. Those words can't do anything to us unless it triggers something in us. And if it triggers something in you, you got to do something about that. I want to thank Lois. Oh, she she made so much sense. Thank you, Lois, for that. Um, we have another guest waiting. Kristen, hi, how are you? Hello, good morning. Good I morning. wanted to, I wanted to piggyback on what Lois is saying because uh, you guys hit an area that is really important. So I'm gonna I'm gonna use my language around it okay. and and see what you guys think about that. Okay. Okay. Okay, so <laughs> I am literally writing a book on this right now. Mm. All right, and so I'm going to break it down for you in my words. Okay. So the whole empath-narcissist cycle that we hear so much about, that was people trying to dip in to explain this dichotomy that happens. But here's what it really is. So if we take those terms out of it, empath and narcissist. What it really is, the overgivers attract the overtakers. Mm -hmm. Okay, so both of those behaviors are rooted in low self-worth, mm. which is the same vibration. So the, the unworthiness inside of us that we may not even know is there because I didn't know I had it. That was the same vibration of the users, abusers, the cheaters, all those type of men that I was attracting. Yes. Okay? <laughs> I did. I'm 54, and I had a lifetime of it. Sorry, Mike, I got a phone call. Until I had what I had called my tsunami, which kind of woke me up because I was, I was done. I was like, why does this keep happening? I'm an amazing person. It's not about being an empath because we're all empaths. We all have the ability to <clears throat> read other people's energy, feel other things when, but some people are just more in, in tune to it. What it really means is that there's a section of us that I call the earth angels. We're really loving, really giving. Mm -hmm. And, and we tend to attract people that take that. So the key is to, Heal, if you look at it as a spectrum, on let's say on the left side is the overgivers, and way on the right side is the overtakers, where we want to be is in the middle. So when we can heal this hidden unworthiness and shame that's inside of us, that is making, it keeps calling me, <clears throat> to, to be the people pleaser, right, or the doormat that we can be. When we heal that inside of us, we raise our vibration. And two things happen. One, we will start repelling the overtakers slash what people want to call narcissists. Okay? We repel them because they can see and feel vibrationally 
that they're not going to get their way with us because we're showing up in a more empowered fashion. So we will start organically repelling them because they, they'll just see right away. <clears throat> Excuse me. And that might feel, that might feel off-putting at first because we're like, why doesn't this guy like me? Well, if you're in your light and, and he's, you don't know it yet, but he's some sort of overtaker, selfish slash narcissist, whatever you want to call it, they're going to see mm -mm, not her. And they're not going to really know why. Does that make sense? <laughs> yes, I had an aha moment there. So when someone is rejecting you, it's, it's protection. Damn straight, girl. Rejection is protection, 100%. So if someone rejects you, it's not like, oh, why am I not good enough? If I had bigger boobs, bigger butt, looked better, younger, didn't have four kids, we start to think it's all this external stuff, but really it's light-related. So, but here's the cool thing. Here, here's another little, little sidebar, that quality men, they are a certain vibration. So, because I was like, why wasn't quality men attracted to me? I'm a really, really good person. I'm like, why? Because they saw, and probably not consciously, they didn't vibe with me because men want to feel safe with a woman. And if we are the overgivers, they can see that we're not firmly rooted in self. And quality men want a woman who's fully, I'm saying quality for lack of a better word, okay? want a woman who is firmly rooted in self because they are looking for a safe place. That's what men really are looking for. They want a safe place to be their soft place to fall basically because men have to be so hard in the world. They're looking for that place. So when we talk about, and then I'll let you ask any question you have. So when we talk about, should we be the pursuer? This is another direction I'm going is that, Men at their core are hunters. So when we make it too easy, we, they don't see us as valuable. They have to work for us. They have to earn us. So what do we do as women? We're, give, we're, we're showing up. Yes, we'll go, I'll go. This was me. So I, there's no judgment here. This was me. First date. Oh, sure, I'll sleep with you. Oh, yeah, I'll meet you here. I'll do this. I'll do all these things I don't want to do because I just want you to like me. Right. And so I kept attracting that same type over and over again. When I did the healing work, which is what my book is all about. When I did the healing work, which is truly finding my own value through the practices of self love, which is not baths and glasses of wine and pedicures. It's self forgiveness. It's self acceptance. It's self compassion. It's supportive self-talk. It's all those things that we're looking for in the outside world we start to give to ourselves. Our vibration raises, goes through the roof. We become a different energy out in the world, and we will attract different to us. And to your question about what about light attracts dark, that type of thing, you know, like, like yes. That, that can happen where people are going to want to suck off of us and, and ride the light. That's another story of my life because I am a very joyful, loving person. That people that were really in their low self wanted to be like that or wanted a piece of that. But there's a fine line between 
in, in this is between someone who really loves that and really resents you for it. So, but here's the key. When we start to love ourselves, <clears throat> the lens through which we're seeing other people also changes. <clears throat> Excuse me. And we will notice when we are attracting someone like that because we will be turned off by their energy. Wow. <laughs> I know it's a lot. I know it's a lot. But it, it, what's the name of your book? Do you have the title? All right. Yeah, the title's going to be called The Recovering People Pleaser, A Spiritual Guide to Stop Losing Yourself in Relationships and Attract and Create Real Love. Oh, That's the working title, the working subtitle. That's amazing. Uh, your book, I'm going to, when it comes out, I want to read it because everything you said was so insightful. And not only that, it sounds like you're speaking from a place that you really know about because you've been through all of this. Girl. I had to be, I had to have my face ground into the dirt with a cowboy boot for me to finally go, I give, I give, God, please help me. And I, this was at 42 years old, I'm 54 now. I vowed to remain single and celibate until I figured it out. And I did. But it took me two years because I did it on my own. But it was, it was so, I'm going to say hard earned, but I'm not going to say the work was hard, okay? It was so, like, I nose to the grindstone, I'm going to figure this out. And when I started to feel myself shifting, I was like, something is changing within me. Keep going. And at the end of that was when I was like, what changed? Why am I different? And what I, what, what I knew and understood was that I love myself now. I'm first and not in a selfish way. And so I stopped all those people pleasing behaviors. I stopped all of those grasping, needy, type behaviors. And I'm not saying I was a stage five Klingon that would stalk people. I just had this vibe of please love me. Yeah. Somebody please love me. Right. And so love. when we're honest with ourselves, we're like, yeah, I can see that in myself. This is nothing to be ashamed about. This is like, Oh, that's how the messages in my youth translated in my psyche is that I have to get love outside of me. But when we start to give it to ourselves, the love that comes from the outside is a bonus. It's not a means of, of fulfilling us, filling the cracks. Does that make sense? It makes total sense. Thank you, Kristen, for joining me today. I, those were like true gems that are like, I have and I, I appreciate it. Thank You're so welcome. Do you have someone else in the queue? Hi, it's okay. Um, I won't stay long if you have people in the queue because I want to respect the people who are waiting. But I just wanted to ask you if you had any questions that arose when I was sharing that with you. Um, yeah, but I felt lost. Because I, I honestly feel like part of me too, you answered one of the questions that I had and you went a little deeper. So <clears throat> I just, I guess, just to be clear, you said the way that learn to love yourself is not through the baths and the crystals and stuff like that but what is the way you do it if you could kind of give a little bullet points on how to do that okay well it was a lot of what Lois said okay so it was about taking a hundred percent radical responsibility what was I projecting out into the world what was I judging people for the second I looked at that I said to myself is that me where can I find that inside of myself so that was one of the things 
another one of the things is I looked at my entire backstory of all my people-pleasing behavior. Well, first of all, I looked at all the ways I was disrespected or dishonored. And I said to myself, where have you done that to you? And I listed it. I was like, I did all of these things. I did it to me. I allowed it. Because I did. I was in, I, girl, abusive relationships, cheating relationships. I've been punched in the face. I've been strangled. I mean, I'm telling you, this, this is, I'm coming out this from reality. Like, this was me. And I would stay. I would stay. Or someone would just treat me like I didn't matter. And I would stay. How can I get them? What can I change about myself to get them to, to love me or to finally see who I was? And it was never going to happen. So I looked at all those times that I disrespected myself. That's what's an umbrella. There's a lot under there. And, and I said, where did I do this to me? So I got really honest with myself. I did not shame myself for it because shame and unworthiness are what's contributing to these patterns. Mm. The hidden shame. So I just looked at it in observation. I said, wow, that I did that. And then I hugged myself. I'm being real. I said, it's okay. Because I knew the little Kristen inside of me that didn't get certain things growing up was trying to get them now. Since I felt like the outside world took it away from me, I felt like I had to get it from the outside world. But I started giving it, so I hugged myself, and I said, I'm sorry that I put you through this. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and I said, and I vow from this point forward, and this is part of the course that I have, too. I take people through this whole process. I said, I vow from this point forward that I will love and protect and honor you best. No one gets to get to better of you anymore. So that was another piece. Another piece was lots of meditation and prayer and connection with God for guidance. Because I, I needed to change my perception of the way I viewed things. And God is the great perception shifter. Actually, they, the Course in Miracles calls it the Holy Spirit is the great perception shifter. Those are Christian terms. Some people don't like those. You can term it anything you want. But I I said, I would say, Holy Spirit, help me perceive the situation correctly. And boom, I would get a new perception that was truer than the last perception. I said, now I'm going to adopt this as my truth, whatever that truth was. I would adopt that truth. And so I started to change on the inside. And what happens really truly at the physiological level is we are rewiring our brain to, to, um, to consciously think from a level of worthiness rather than unworthiness, to unconsciously think. So the, the mechanism that's driving our behavior shifts on the physiological level. So it's fascinating because we do all this work. Well, what's really happening? What's happening is we're retraining our brain. We're learning something new. So it's not as hard as people think it is. And then another thing I did is I changed my, um, my self-talk. I was very cognizant about how I was talking to myself. And, man, it was nice. It yeah. was so judgmental. It was so cruel. And I started to, to, you know, like, oh, if you only had this or you looked better at this or you blah, 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 blah. You know, the story went on. And I'm trying to keep this short for you. But I looked at every thought and I said, is that true? You know, like, like a man will not want you because you have three kids. No, there's millions of men that like all kinds of women that have kids. You know, it was like I had to take each thought as it went. I'm too old. I'm too this. I am in a very solid relationship now. We have our share of struggles because we're, we're, we're human beings. I was like, how's it going now? Okay, good. Yeah. You know, but there's, there's still, um, you know, we're humans and we're working through our own 
you know, backstories and things. So there's, there's things that my husband had never done any of this work. So when we got together, he had some things that he needed to heal, but we worked on it together. So is it going to mean you're going to have this perfect, literally hundred percent perfect relationship? No, but you're going to have someone that wants to work with you. And I'll leave this last final thing. Cause I think it's just a great metaphor back to the men hunting, uh, men, if you think of a man that's literally going to go out and hunt elk, he's going to, he plans it. He, they go drive and they pick the spot that they're going to set up their blind. They plan their meals. They get all their warm stuff. They, they have everything they need, right? They have the elk horn and the fun is sitting there and pursuing this. Okay. So they come home they're They got an elk. They're all proud. They're like, here's what I did. Rah, look at me. That's how they feel when they find an amazing woman. They're like, I did the work. This is valuable. Now, if the same men are driving to their hunting spot and they see a dead elk, actually dead on the side of the road, <laughs> are they going to pick that thing up and bring it home and be as proud? No, no, it's too easy. So this is not about manipulation. And I need to just leave it at this for, cause for your next guest, but it's not about manipulation. Well, I got to act hard to be, and I got to act hard to get. It, there's no acting that is going to cover up the energy because eventually that true energy is going to shine through. We can't keep that hidden for too long. So there's no, this is not about manipulating. This is about true healing on the core level to know that you are an amazing woman, amazing human being, and it has nothing to do with your looks. That's your extrinsic value or your bank account or your car or the area of town you live in. It has to do with who we are at the core. And when we learn to love that unconditionally and know this is my value, then we show up in a way. I did not put dress up fancy and do all this stuff when I dated my husband. Sometimes I was in flannels with like some smeared mascara. I brushed my teeth because I wanted him to see me and he did. So, sister, I believe in you. Never forget who you are. I, I search by talking to just one of you. Huh? Is there two oh, of you? Oh, right now it's just it's just one of me on here. But okay, on what's our your name? My name is Shayla. Hi, Shayla. So, thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing my heart with you. And yes, to everything that Lois said, we're on the same page. It's just different language. So. Um, yeah, keep on shining. And I'm on this app a lot. So when that book drops, whenever that is, you'll, I'm sure you'll be notified. Or you can follow me on Instagram. Oh, okay. What's your Instagram? It's If you click on my profile, it'll be the little thing will be there. And you can find me. And I'll follow oh, you back. Okay, perfect. I want to thank you for coming on. And your words really resonated with me. Uh, you were really a special guest. So I appreciate well, thank you. your coming. And that's why I came here. Because I, I vowed that... I can't let any sister suffer anymore. There is a way. It is not hard, but we just need to know what that way is. Yeah. Thank so much you. love to you. So much love to you, too. Thank you, dear. Thanks. Bye-bye.